back, everyone, to Beating the Odds. What is up? This is a weekly podcast where we discuss current sports trends and topics, sports wagering, and fantasy football tips to help you in your league. My name is Bushy, and as always, sitting across from me is my main man and co-host, Sean. Sean, what is up this week, buddy? Not too much, Bushy. Looking forward to getting back in here, recording our episode three. A lot of news around the NFL in general. Uh, we're excited to bring you our typical sports advice, fantasy advice, wagering, straight fire. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to all of our listeners that have been tuning in. I know we're changing things up here weekly, uh, bringing the feedback that we hear, and providing it for you to try to make the best possible podcast we can. And just once again, I want to give you guys all a shout out. Stick with us and we'll bring you a pretty epic podcast, I think. I couldn't agree more, Sean. I think that... The listenership is growing each week. I've also noticed that the critics and fans have both spoken, but we have tried our best to take all the tips and really implement them into each week's show to grow the show into something that both me and you can be proud of and the listeners will want to continually listen to. You get to watch games uh, this weekend. Yeah, I tuned into a lot of the games. Uh, I noticed a lot of crazy stuff that happened. What do you What do you think? To me, three things kind of stood out. Obviously, two terrible injuries in Pittsburgh. You have the fans giving a standing ovation because the place kicker finally made one. And then third, Saints. I don't know, man. Seems like ref gate against those guys. Looked like a pretty radical shot on Breeze. Man, that, that division's wide open. You know, what what other things did you see? Yeah, it was pretty crazy seeing the crowd and the, the Jets game get up and cheer for their kicker. Uh, that was pretty much the highlight of the game for them. And, just, yeah, Drew Breeze getting injured, the uh, refs costing them that play, uh, like 80-yard fumble recovery touchdown. That's right. They had the defensive uh, – Touchdown called back. Yeah, it was like a 3-3 game in the second quarter, maybe 3-6, and the Saints ran it back for a touchdown. After the guy picked it up, the refs kind of blew the whistle like they were calling it dead. I'm not really sure why they did that when they can go back in and review that play. Uh, kind of cost them points and kind of killed the momentum going into the half. I agree with that. Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger getting injured. You kind of have to wonder if he's going to be even coming back at all after this injury. Could just be his time. He's getting old. He's going to be out for the year. Uh, a couple other injuries as far as Jordan Reed. Uh, he has a ton of concussions. Maybe he's thinking the same thing Andrew Luck did. Maybe he won't even come back either. I think he's up to like number nine. Yeah, he's got to got to start thinking of your mental health. Yeah, and then you also got Adam Vinatieri, who's been kicking for years over in uh, Indianapolis. He's missed three extra points and two field goals through two weeks. Kind of have to wonder if he even has the uh, the motivation to be playing anymore. Actually, I had heard also that uh, Vinatieri made a comment to ownership like, oh, well, they can fire me or they're going to have to fire me. And if that's true, then it sounds like he doesn't really have retirement on his mind at this point. I've noticed that your Tampa Bay prediction at the beginning of the year, uh, you said you got like 10 to 1 odds on uh, a bet. And, uh, boy, that's shaping up nice for you. Yeah, with Drew Brees going down, he's going to be out about six weeks. Bucks are actually tied for first place in that division right now. So they have a very legitimate chance here to win that division and be one of my sleeper picks to get in as a wild card or even just... Win the division outright. Yeah. 
And then we got uh, Melvin Gordon. Maybe he's wondering if he made a mistake. Hey, memo to Melvin Gordon, because Eckler's killing it, and your job is no longer secure. Exactly. Eckler is tearing it up over there for San Diego, doing a great job. I, I think he'd be okay with the contract Melvin Gordon got offered at this point. Absolutely. Absolutely he would, and I think the players around him are thinking the same thing we are, like Melvin who? What else is going on in uh, the NFL right now? Yeah, I think Mason Rudolph did a great job coming in for Ben Roethlisberger. I'm curious to see how it goes there with uh, James Washington. He actually threw 31 touchdown passes to him back in the college days, so they should have some kind of rapport there. There's a lot of crazy mistakes going on. Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. Kirk Cousins actually made a couple of boneheaded mistakes in the red zone. Minnesota actually outgained Green Bay almost 2-1 to one on their yards per play, and they still lost that game. And I think it was because of the mistakes that Cousins had in the end zone through in two interceptions. And are you ready for this, Bushy? What's up? Two games this week that the team went for two-point conversions to win it. It's only week two, and we have teams already giving up on their season, knowing they have to win the games. The Broncos... Score a touchdown to tie the game, and instead of kicking the extra point, they decide to go for two, get the two-point conversion, kick off. There's still time left. The Bears drive down the field, throw a miracle pass. They catch it with one second left. They call a timeout. The Bears send their kicker out, Panero. He kicks a 53-yard field goal and steals the victory back away from the Broncos in that game. Unbelievable. And then the Jaguars game was another game like that, correct? Yeah, the Jaguars did the same thing. They went down, had a chance to tie the game up. They, uh, instead of going for the extra point to tie it, go for two, miss the extra point. And I feel like the, the Jaguars are kind of self-destructing already, and it's so early in the season. You could tell that things are not right on that team just by the Jalen Ramsey confrontation with his coach. Yeah, it looks like he's ready to get out of there. He hasn't been playing the defensive position that he wants. I don't think he wants to be there. He was saying that he prefers man-to-man, and they've got a zone going in Jacksonville, and he does not like it. Yeah. From what I'm hearing, he's going to be traded out after the Thursday game. So looking for Friday, he's probably going to be on a new team. I would uh, love to be the Detroit Lions because that's my team, and they could really use some defensive backfield help. Yeah, I'm hoping he goes to the Cowboys, but I have a feeling he's going to go to the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll see, though. Wow, that's a bold prediction. I'll make a bold prediction, too. I'm going to say they stay in the AFC and that same conference, but your boy Ramsey ends up wearing the black and silver. That's right. You heard it here. He's going to be a Raider, and I know this because there was an interview on YouTube of Jalen Ramsey either last year or the year before where he's talking about other than Jacksonville, where would he play? And you know what he said? Vegas. That's right. And who's going to be in Vegas next year? Your friendly Oakland, er, Los Angeles, er, Vegas Raiders. So don't forget it. That's my prediction. That sounds like a very worthy prediction, but I'd be happy if he goes anywhere but the Patriots. I don't think anybody wants to see him going to the New England Patriots. They've won enough Super Bowls. They keep complimenting their team this year. They have a great offense, and I just do not want to see him land on the Patriots. Yeah, that would uh, be bad for football. I'll agree with you 
on that one. So Minka Fitzpatrick actually got traded to the Steelers for a first-round pick. Not really sure why the Steelers are doing this right now. They're 0-2. Ben Roethlisberger is out for the year. They must have a lot of faith in Mason Rudolph. So I'm kind of shocked they're doing this. I kind of want to see how this plays out. And also in the rumor mill, we've got Colin Kaepernick flying into New York. Could he be getting signed to the Jets? Likely, but they did lose Sam Darnold to Mono. He's out for probably five weeks. And they did just lose Trevor Simeon in this past game. Good point. That is a good point. Well, that's enough NFL talk, so let's move to college. I'm not a huge college sports guy. I just don't really have the time to follow it. But I did want to just point out a few things about our local teams and what a great weekend they had. What do you think about... uh, Arizona sports this weekend. It was a pretty good weekend. Yeah, it's always good to see U of A win. I watched that full game actually with our guest speaker last week, Drew. So it was good to watch that. Got some pizza, sat back and watched that game. It was a great win over Texas Tech. That was an exciting game. Uh, I actually listened to the game on the radio because I was uh, up in Phoenix. My son plays for the NAU Lumberjacks ice hockey team. And they had a weekend set up in Phoenix against ASU. They won Friday night 5-3, to three, good game, and unfortunately lost a close one 2-1 to one on Saturday night. But the Arizona game sounded exciting. And then I'll give a shout-out to the Sun Devils, why not? They did a pretty good job in a tight affair, and they beat Michigan State. So all in all, a good, uh, good weekend for Arizona sports. But uh, moving along, how was your uh, fantasy football record this weekend? Well, I went 2-1 in my leagues this week. Overall, I'm 1-1, 1-1, and 2-0 in all three of my leagues combined. So in contention in all my leagues. Pretty happy with that. Uh, didn't do so hot in my straight fire, though. Sounds like you had a better week than me in fantasy football. I'm only in two leagues. I went 1-1. One one. Uh, even in the game I won, I figured uh, that I would get a much higher point production from Christian McCaffrey, but he kind of let me down. And then on my second league for the team that I lost, I just had pretty much underperforming players. And of course, I got bit by the injury bug that seems to be pretty prevalent this fantasy football season. And speaking of Christian McCaffrey, I actually played against him in two leagues this week, which was a benefit. I lost one still. The week before that, I played Hopkins, so I'm happy to get them out of the way early. And the uh, injury bug, I think, kind of hurt some of my picks last week as well, but we'll get into that later. No, how about we get into that now? Sean, what the hell happened? Well, this week I went 1-2 and two in my straight fire picks, 1-4 and four in my Hilton picks. I think a lot of that has to do with the, uh, the Steelers having a couple injuries there. And Drew Brees going down. So I'm not too disappointed yet, just because I think that affected the outcome in a couple of those games. But I'm going to take the fall for it. It most definitely had to have at least some of the causation of the outcomes of those games. And uh, I almost thought for a minute when you walked in that you looked a little lighter. I just didn't know it'd be in the wallet. We've got a new week upon us. So, Sean, let me hear your picks. Now let's go straight into straight fire. Love it. 
did pretty bad last week, but up for this one, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Redskins plus four against Chicago. I have them winning that game outright 24-17. Second up, I'm going to go with the Chargers minus three against the Houston Texans. I have them winning that game 28-21. And my third pick is going to be the Vikings minus eight and a half against Oakland. I have them winning that game 27-17. All right, good picks. And we picked all different games. Here are my picks. I'm going to say take Baltimore and beat Kansas City in Kansas City. Lamar Jackson is going to show that he's the real deal. Plus, you're getting six and a half points. My second game, New York Giants. They're playing in Tampa. Plus, you're getting six and a half. And no Eli Manning. That's a huge plus. Daniel Jones is legit. And the third pick, got to go with the Cleveland in the dog pound. You're getting three points, and they're going against the ex-Super Bowl contenders in the Rams. They're going to be fired up. OBJ is going to sport some $4 million wrist piece, and they are going to beat the Rams outright. Yeah, I just want to make note that uh, I'm 3-3 three and three in my straight-fire picks. I know you're 2-4, and four, so I got the edge on you there by one game. Not much. The season's still young. Uh, my Hilton contest is went one and four last week, and the overall record is four and six. I'm not really happy about that one, and I'm hoping to have some redemption this week. So for my Hilton five, I'm going to go ahead with the Redskins plus four, Chargers minus three, Vikings minus eight and a half, Colts minus one and a half. I have them beating Atlanta 23-21, and. Cardinals plus three, I have them also upsetting and beating Carolina 24-20. All right, well, I definitely like uh, your picks for this week. Last week, everybody had an off week, so don't worry about that. Let's go ahead and get into the fantasy football portion of the podcast, and uh, let's do waiver wires pickups first. Sean, what do you got? Yeah, for this week, uh, I'd be targeting Nelson Aguilar. They lost a couple people on the Eagles. Ito Smith, I don't think Devonta Freeman has been performing up to par this year, so he's going to get more carries as the season progresses. Jimmy Garoppolo, if you need some quarterback help, he's probably still available. Josh Allen. Uh, deeper leagues, I like Bisley, tight end off Seahawks. Uh, Demarcus Robinson is probably going to be a hot pickup this week. Nicole Hardman, uh, another deeper league pickup. Wilson on the 49ers, and possibly Jalen Samuels with James Conner banged up. All right, so why don't uh, you go ahead and give me must starts this week and must sits. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and start Jameis Winston this week against the Giants. Uh, I think he'd be a good start. Matthew Stafford against Philadelphia. Josh Allen against Cincinnati. Frank Gore still chugging along there on the Buffalo Bills, getting the start again, playing against Cincinnati. Mark Ingram going against the Chiefs. I agree with your pick there. I think Baltimore is going to win that game, so it'll be good for Mark Ingram to play keep away from the Chiefs. Larry Fitzgerald still doing well there in Arizona. Mike Evans, and I'd stream Dallas defense playing the Dolphins. I think it's anybody versus the Dolphins. Yeah, pretty much anybody going against the Dolphins this year. Pretty much just 
pick against them. Also, as far as the Dolphins go, if you're in any survivor pools, just pick whoever's playing the Dolphins every week. I agree with that, and it's funny because, you know, before the show, you usually come over a little early. We sit there, crack a beer, and talk, talk about the show, the format. And uh, I thought our conversation before the show was so funny. We're talking about the Dolphins, you know, tanking. I guess it's fish tanking, to be exact. But then not only that, you sit there and we were saying, we might as well tell everybody that's got the Dolphins on their schedule, just play your second and third stringers. It gives, essentially, your starters a second bye week. And, you know, chances are you're not going to take the L. So I would sit there and say, uh, you know, why not uh, let uh, let your starters rest? If you've got the Dolphins on your schedule, just put that down as a resting period uh, for all your your starters. Yeah, another bye week in there for all those players. I, I would love it. Plus, if they did win, it would kind of ruin the Dolphins' whole uh, tanking. And if you listen to last week's show, you know how I hate that whole idea and the concept of losing on purpose. All right, so moving along, what uh, who, who do you got to sit this week? Yeah, I'm going to sit all of my Washington run, Redskins running backs. They're playing Chicago. Uh, I'm going to sit Jared Goff. I feel like I still don't trust him playing in Cleveland. Josh Jacobs kind of injured a little bit playing at Minnesota. Not a, a great matchup there for him. Any Chiefs running backs against Baltimore. Bengals running backs against the Bills. And uh, I'm actually, I, I'd sit Le'Veon Bell this week against the Patriots. Bill Belichick usually takes away the best offensive player on that team, and they don't have any quarterbacks there right now. I think they're going to take Le'Veon Bell out of that game. Wow, that's a pretty bold uh, sit but, you know, that uh, it does make sense. As we uh, are talking about, you know, different things in fantasy football, I know we're early in the season, but thus far, you know, what noticeable busts have you seen? I mean, I've seen guys like James Conner. I'm sure he was drafted in the first seven or eight picks in every league, and he underperformed in week one. Not too great now. He gets, you know, now he's a little banged up. And then the biggest shocker, you know, everybody was praying that uh, he'd recover and he'd be, you know, Cam Newton 2.0. Well, it's Cam Newton 0.0 because uh, that guy is just non-existent. But uh, digging a little deeper, like what players have stood out to you as just not living up to the hype? Yeah, O.J. Howard on the Buccaneers, tight end, not living up to the hype. Bruce Arians, not one to utilize the tight end often. Joe Mixon, not living up to his name. I know he's been injured, but not living up to where you drafted him in your draft. Any Dolphin player, not living up to their name. I, I'm willing to bet over under one, players rostered in nationwide fantasy leagues that play for the Dolphins. Yeah. I, mean, I can't name one player. Well, there's not many left because they've traded them all away as well. Very true. And a couple other players that just underperforming, Damian Williams, you weren't expecting him to be in a timeshare. Philip Lindsay feels like he's kind of losing some edge there to Royce Freeman. Latavius Murray, definitely not the Mark Ingram that they were hoping for. Devonta Freeman, busting pretty big. And we've got Eagle running backs, also in a timeshare. So flipping the script here, uh, 
let's go for surprises. You know, guys that are having career-type years. We probably saw one in that uh, Chiefs-Raiders game, uh, DeMarcus, uh, that Robinson, I believe is his last name, just unbelievable, three touchdowns. And sometimes, you know, you would sit there and say, oh, okay, that's a guy making the best of a bad situation. But I've been around football long enough. Uh, I've watched enough football that you can tell when a quarterback likes a particular receiver. They have just that chemistry. And now that Tariq Hill is gone, I can see this guy probably getting more targets than Sammy Watkins. Uh, I'm not sure of that, but I don't think that was just like, oh, this guy had a great night. Uh, you know, I think this guy is going to have a big year, and they've got a big test this week against the Ravens. So uh, what other big standout players are you seeing? Yeah, based off of average draft position for fantasy, Tyrell Williams, definitely uh, outperforming where you would have picked him up in fantasy drafts. John Brown also went late. Frank Gore, Fitzgerald. We got Carlos Hyde and uh, Mark Andrews, tight end on the Ravens, also been standing out a lot. Uh, a couple other ones I'm kind of surprised by are Austin Eckler. I didn't think he was going to do as well as he's been doing. That's a big surprise. Yeah. yeah. Jacoby Brissett and Kyler Murray. I think really one that's kind of maybe flown under the radar, not anymore, but that Hawkinson guy in, for the Lions because I'm a, being a Lions fan, they, uh, they traded away, I feel – some pretty high draft picks to pick up Jesse James, the tight end out of Pittsburgh last year, and he was a very productive tight end, and he does not see many snaps with this Hawkinson guy on the field. So, But they did draft him, Hawkinson, I believe, in the first round really super high, I believe with their first pick. So, I, I mean, they must have seen something in him, but to do all that off-season trading and moving around to sign a, an already proven tight end, and now you're playing the rook, you know, that's that's pretty pretty astonishing for that young man. Yeah, and as far as that goes, he's a, he's a candidate to have a breakout season. And I got a couple other names for breakouts. We got John Ross, Michael Gallup, who's injured now, but I think he's going to come back and surprise some people. Marquise Brown, of course, Josh Jacobs, Calvin Ridley, Kenny Galladay, and not to mention Lamar Jackson, who's lighting it up over there in Baltimore. Again, Sean, I think that uh, you bring – some really good insight into the whole fantasy football realm, and hopefully our listeners are taking note and, and getting some pretty positive results from the, the weekly information that you research really hard and give them. So going into uh, one of probably my favorite new segments, Anigans. What kind of uh, Anigans do you have for us this week, buddy? Yeah, last week Anigans didn't really pan out the way I was hoping. Uh, I thought it was going to be the Dolphins Super Bowl week. I thought the line was a little fishy. It was the biggest one we had all year long, but it goes to see that they did set it right. Uh, this week's Sean Anigans, though, I'm going to say that Patrick Mahomes is going to throw for 600 yards in a, a game this year. And also to go with that, I'm going to say the Dolphins are going to go 0-16. It might be crazy, but I'm calling Sean Anigans on both of those. Wow. Can you uh, bet the undefeated season, so to speak, right now? What kind of odds would you get if the Dolphins went 0-16? 
Actually, I just read in the news this past week that somebody bet on the Dolphins to go 0 and 16. He laid $3,400 on them at 30 to 1 to win 102,000. And then from there, I actually saw another crazy betting thing in week one that New Jersey implemented. It's called points betting. Somebody won $600,000 on a $30,000 bet on the Ravens minus six. I guess after every point they cover, the wager multiplies. So since they blew out the Dolphins in week one, he got a big payday in return. But if they ended up losing that game, every bet multiplied doubles, and he could lose 20 times his wager. Oh, oh, wow, 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 wow. So, yeah, some big bets can happen on that. All right, my man, I think that's a wrap. Episode three in the books. Why don't you take us out of here this week? Yeah, I think we have another good episode in the books. Looking forward to just continually progressing our show every week. Uh, We'd like to just give a shout-out to all of our listeners again. We want to remind you guys to go out there, share the word if you like what you're hearing. Give us some likes, share it with all your friends. Search for us on our Facebook page. We have a group page going and an actual page. Uh, We want to bring the interaction to our listeners so you can actually join that group, get involved, and start making your own picks every week. Bring some analysis that you have, bring to the tables for everybody to see to help make everybody's lives easier in sports betting and fantasy football advice. I've also got a new Twitter account up and running. It's Beating the Odds, no spaces, all one word. You can search it that way. Or if you have a Twitter account, just tweet at us. It's at Beating the Odds 3. The number 3, no underscore, just Beating the Odds 3. We'd love to hear from you. Facebook, Twitter, please give us feedback. That way you become part of the show as well, and hopefully the show becomes better. Until next time, I'm going to let Sean take us out of here. Sean, see you later. See you later, Bushy. Until next week. All right.